Good to see everybody this morning. Welcome to Church of Tomorrow. Yes, yes. Well, get out your Bibles, your notepads, your notebooks, whatever you make notes on, back of your hand, right on the shirt, back of the shirt of the person next to you, whatever you do, because you're going to be challenged today and you're going to be impacted by the living Word of God through Pastor Kelly. Uh, hallelujah. Hey, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, are you ready for the word? Look at someone else and say, neighbor, this is the day like no other. God has made it and it's the best day yet. Woo, amen. Can you believe that? Do you believe that? Hallelujah. Uh, today's message is called, Do You Have the Power? Do you have the power? Look at your neighbor and say, do you have the power? Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, we come boldly to your throne. We thank you, Father, that we can come with confidence to the throne. And there we find uh, uh, grace and receive mercy to help in the time of need. Father, we thank you that there is an unction of the Holy Ghost, hallelujah, that it will be upon uh, these lips, Father, to speak, hallelujah, the uncompromising word of power, hallelujah. I thank you that hearts are fertile and ready to receive. I thank you, Father God, that there are eyes to see and ears to hear and minds to comprehend what you would want to say to your people in this day and hour that we live. We praise you and thank you, Father, for your Holy Spirit, Yes, thank you for your Holy Spirit. Just take a moment and say thank you for the Holy Spirit. We thank you so much, Lord, for sending your Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. We need the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. We need you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. You are not an entity that's just not, a, a, you are a person. Hallelujah. You are the person of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Living and active in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We just praise you and thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' holy name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, um, years ago, uh, when I was four, I think it was four, four or five, uh, I remember we had a television set in our house, and it was a very short period of time. And uh, I took advantage of that television set, and I'd wake up at 5 a.m. Not that I knew that it was 5 a.m., but I just would wake up, and it's still nighttime, and I'd turn on the TV, and uh, um, I remember on several occasions I would watch a show, a little cartoon, and it was called Casper the Friendly Ghost. And uh, I was quite enamored by Casper the Friendly Ghost. Maybe you remember Casper the Friendly Ghost. And remember, he was a ghost, okay? And he went around trying to find friends. And no matter where he would go, he would always scare all his friends away. And so uh, we... we uh, uh, I just remember that. And of course, then mom and dad would come in and they'd turn off the TV and they'd say, get back to bed. 
okay? It's way too early. And uh, a few years later, uh, I started going to school. And uh, as probably a lot of you uh, came across the same thing, you know, we're brought into different kinds of uh, prose of different kinds, reading. And, and in it, uh, we came across uh, the legend of Sleepy Hollow, and in the legend of Sleepy Hollow, there's another ghost, okay? And he is known as, as the Headless Horseman, okay? And he goes prancing around, scaring everyone half out of their wits, okay? And so those were the only ghosts I knew of when I was younger. We did not go to church. So I was not familiar uh, with any other ghost other than the ones that are trying to be friends to you and scare everyone away, or they scare the living bejeebies out of you. That's the only uh, ghosts I knew about. Look at your neighbor and say, wow, that's kind of sad. But then years, a few years later, uh, my mom and dad uh, gave me for Christmas, okay, this Bible. And uh, this is a King James Bible. And uh, on the front cover, of course, it would help if I did it right side up. And in it, it is presented to me Kelly Hancock, on the 25th day of December, 1976, uh, from Craig, Colorado, from Mark and Marcella Hancock, my mom and dad, uh, on this occasion of Christmas, okay? And I've kept this Bible because it was uh, started me on a journey, at least in part, okay, uh, to get the right ghost correct. <laughs> if you know the... Uh, King James Version, it, it doesn't call it the Holy, it doesn't call him the Holy Spirit. He calls him the Holy Ghost. And so as I began to read through these pages, I began to hear about the, the, the Holy Ghost. And I began to be intrigued by what that all meant. And so uh, it's gone through a few pages, and my brother did a few things to it, you know, but I still keep it. It's very valuable to me because it shifted or changed the direction that I was going. And I began to find out something about this uh, one called the Holy Ghost. Everyone say the Holy Ghost. Uh, a few years later, I was in high school, and in a Presbyterian church... <clears throat> Look at your neighbor and say, say what? Uh, in a Presbyterian, where it's, be, it's supposed to be the church of the frozen chosen, okay? <laughs> we had a spirit-filled pastor, and some of the people in the church were spirit-filled. And in it, I can recall on a few occasions, and Pastor Dan is still acting like the church of the frozen chosen right now, and uh, <laughs> we would uh, hear the pastor, and he said, Bobby Joe, would you go up and play the piano for us? And I'm thinking, well, I didn't know Bobby Joe played the piano. She's a rancher's wife. What does she know about pianos? And so she'd get up there, and she would just go, blah, 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 blah. no sheet music, no anything. She'd just go up and down the keyboard for three or four minutes. And I'm thinking, wow. I need to talk to her, find out, because my mom plays the piano. I thought maybe they could get together, you know. And uh, I go up to her afterward. I say, Bobby Joe, I did not know that you could play the piano. And she says, I can't. But when the Holy Spirit, or if the, it seems like the pastor seems to know when the time is right, and I will just start playing that piano. 
And then the Lord speaks to people and begins to share and break off bonds and, and things like that right in the middle of, the, of, the, of that. And I, I was just like floored, okay? And, and so I started seeing some things that the Holy Spirit does. Look at your neighbor and say, what a powerful Holy Spirit. During that same time frame, uh, an older couple in that church, spirit-filled people, they saw my hunger for the things of God and, and for the Holy Spirit, and they said, let's go to a full gospel businessmen's fellowship meeting in town. So we got into their car, and, and off we go. And we get in a little late, and in it, I started hearing voices, and they were all singing. And I thought, oh, good, I like singing. And, and uh, uh, got in there, and they were not singing in a language I understood. In fact, no one was singing in any language that I could understand. And it was my first experience with people singing in the Holy Ghost. And it was an absolute supernatural uh, transformation that took place instantly in my life. I said, I have to have that. I know it's of God. And, of course, we've read in the Scriptures, Pastor Dan has presented it so wonderfully through the, the months of our series on the Holy Spirit about that we can sing in the Spirit and sing with the understanding. We can pray in the Spirit and pray with the understanding. And uh, so a few years later, I actually was... Uh, stirred and prompted by pastors to uh, go to a school here in Oklahoma City and uh, uh, do my uh, minister, or pardon me, do my college years and finish them at, at uh, Southwestern College of Christian Ministries, which is now Southwestern Christian University in Bethany. And in it, I was going to a church in Yukon, uh, Garnet and Francis Pike were the pastors, and and. In it, I saw another element of the Holy Spirit at work. And I would go to church a little bit beforehand. And you know college life. You know it can be a little stressful. And uh, uh, there were times when I just didn't know how to handle or do something. And so I'd go into church. And, uh, and uh, I'd go into the sanctuary. And I'd sit in one of those chairs somewhere. And, and uh, I'd start praying and crying or praying. And, and wondering, you know, what's going to happen next. And so, uh, and then... Uh, Francis, the pastor's wife, would come in from the prayer room praying in the Holy Ghost. And she'd make a beeline for me. And uh, it's before really anyone else was in the, in the sanctuary yet. And she'd sit down next to me. She says, so how are you doing? And I'd say, oh, I'm doing fine. She says, no, you're not. And she began sharing with me the things that the Holy Ghost had shown to her about me. And how the, there were some things that needed to uh, shift and needed to be transformed. And that uh, the Lord had given her a scripture to help me understand where I needed to be and what I needed to do. How I needed to see something. And so, ladies and gentlemen, this Holy Spirit, this Holy Ghost... Uh, I started a, a relationship with the Holy Spirit. I started a relationship with the Father, came to know the Lord, got filled with His Holy Spirit, and began to cultivate, everyone say cultivate, cultivate a living relationship with this one we know as the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost. Have I had some negative experiences? Yes, I have. Okay, I have. Uh, but they have been brought to you mostly by myself. And others. We're called human beings. And when you have human beings, okay, there are going to be some negative experiences. 
And, and some of them, you know, have been under the auspices of the Holy Spirit. Okay? And so we have to learn to walk through those uh, negative experiences. And just because it's a negative experience uh, doesn't mean, okay, that the Holy Spirit is still not real. You do remember I shared with you a few months ago that uh, the latest survey in America uh, regarding the Holy Spirit is that these are evangelical Christians going to church like you and I, and uh, they have a fullness of understanding. Obviously, they don't, but they, quote-unquote, have a fullness of the, of the things of God, and in it, they don't think. Sixty-plus percent do not think that the Holy Spirit is real, Okay? Okay, that's something to think about, isn't it? Okay, and so in that, um, I wanted to let us know that uh, just because people don't think that he's real doesn't make any difference, okay, that he's not real. Because he's there, he's real, he's active, and he's living, and he wants to be a vital part of your life. Hallelujah. He is a vital part, okay, of the, of the, the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. You cannot take out the Holy Spirit, okay, and still have a living, flowing uh, uh, relationship with our God. Amen? Hallelujah. And so uh, what I wanted to do today was present to you about the fact, do you have the power? Everyone say, do you have the power? I, I, I look at someone and say, do you have the power? And when I say, do you have the power, I'm talking about the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. There's something that God has given to us, many things that he's given to us. He's given to us so much more than we could ever imagine or think. And in it is the wonderful gift of the Holy Ghost. Everyone look at someone else and say, it's a gift. Look at someone else and say, he's a gift. Hallelujah. What do you do with a gift? Well, you stare at it and put it back on the shelf and watch it gather dust. That's what you do. Well, that's what a lot of people are doing with the Holy Ghost. It has been given to them as a gift. So what are you doing with the Holy Ghost? Have you unwrapped him yet? He wants to be unwrapped. He wants to be unwrapped. He wants to be used. He's for you. Some of you are looking at me a little strange about now. You mean you're actually supposed to open up the Holy Ghost? Yeah. Okay. He's given to you for a purpose, for a reason. Hallelujah. Uh, we've read uh, Acts chapter 2. In fact, was it two weeks ago or last week that we read all of ch Acts chapter 2? Okay. And, and think of all the things that we looked at that we saw when we went through it. I mean, we saw people getting saved by the thousands. We saw teaching take place. We saw fertile hearts. We saw the, the move of the Holy Spirit as never before. Miracles happened in that chapter. Signs and wonders took place. You see a move of the Holy Spirit as never before. Active and real, okay, in and amongst the people of God. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, the Holy Ghost is real. One of the main reasons that we are given the Holy Ghost, 
okay? And many of you know it. Pastor Dan has ministered on it. The main thing that we need to get from this is that the Holy Spirit empowers us for evangelism. Well, I don't like to go and talk to people. It, it makes me nervous, okay? I, I don't like to do that. You know, that's not my thing, okay? Uh, I, we have all the excuses in the world, okay? So that we don't have to, you know, face up to that particular understanding. We are here more than just to live a life and be nice to everybody. We are here, hallelujah, to spread a word that is a supernatural word that people of this world need to know that they may too be changed and transformed and, and uh, placed in a, in a position where they're a part of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. We are here for more, I think, than what we think. Hallelujah. You know, there was a song years ago that was called uh, Excuses, Excuses. Excuses, excuses. We hear them every day. The devil, he'll supply them if from church you'll stay away. And it goes on from there, you know. And so to keep those people away from church, he offers them excuses. And then he offers them excuses. If they do go to church, he offers them all these excuses to why we don't have to get and be a part of. Okay? We can just sit and not do anything. We'll just sit on our laurels, okay? And we can just not do anything, okay? And we'll just exist. I wonder what life is like just existing. Is it fun? Do you like just existing? BJ, do you like existing? Do you like just sitting there, just existing? <laughs> Dion, do you just like existing? Wow. Not a very fun life, is it? God's given us the Holy Ghost, and that Holy Ghost empowers us. Look at your neighbor and say, gives us power. Hallelujah. To accomplish and do the things that he is wanting us to do. He, we have a great big huge earth. And on the earth is a now up to 8 billion people. And in that place called earth, we exist and we are here to do more than just live our selfish life. Oh, did I step on a few toes? Because boy, I sure stepped on my big toes and my little ones and everyone in between. Okay? We are here to do more than just live our selfish life. Hallelujah. We are here to evangelize. Look at your neighbor and say evangelize. You know, years ago there was a song, you know, talking about, do you have the power? Everyone say, do you have the power? We've got the power in the name of Jesus. We've got the power in the name of the Lord. Though Satan rages, we will not be defeated. We've got the power in the name of the Lord. Amen. We've got power. I said we've got power. And this power is not meant just to be kept to yourself. It's meant to be shared. It's meant to be released. 
That's why God himself couldn't contain himself and keep to himself. He had to send. He had to give. He gave his one and only son. He gave his Holy Spirit to you. Hallelujah. Now let's open up that wonderful gift and begin to release it unto the world where it belongs. Amen. Hallelujah. I could get a little excited up here. Acts chapter 1, verse number 8. Hallelujah. Acts 1, verse 8, we know it well, but you will receive power. Who? Who? And it says, will receive power. Does it say can? Does it say could? Does it say should? Does it say maybe? Mostly? At every time except for? He will. Look at your neighbor and say will. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. I wanted to let you know some things about those places. Hallelujah. You are going to be witnesses in Jerusalem. Jerusalem was the place where this was being shared at the time. And it's the place where kind of everyone kind of knew. Okay. And God's calling you to go to the places where you know and minister his word there. Minister to your Jerusalem. Look at your neighbor and say, your Jerusalem. Then it says, and in all Judea. God's word says, and then you will minister in all Judea. Now, Judea was kind of like a next door neighbor to Jerusalem, so to speak. And God is calling us to go to our next door to that which is familiar and what we know, okay? Which is still in the arena of kind of like, yeah, I kind of know about that. I kind of about know about them, okay? God's calling us to go to those places as well. Go to those Judeas. Everyone say Judea. Then he's calling us to go to a place that we don't really like, okay? It's called Samaria, okay? The Samaritans were there. We know the Jews hated the Samaritans, okay? And they would do everything they could to not, hallelujah, touch or even get close to anything dealing with Samaria. If they were walking, and let's say that Cami right there is my destination. But in between Cami and myself is Samaria, what they would do is they would go all the way around Samaria, not touch any of the boundary lines, not even get close, and go all the way around, maybe even take an extra day or two just so they could do it. But they weren't going to touch the Samaritans. God is even saying, you have been called to be witnesses even in where? Samaria. I don't like that, though. I don't like those people. Let me share with you. I said a never one time when I was in college. I said, I will never teach middle school. <laughs> Guess what I'm teaching? Fifth and sixth grade, every subject. And I teach a pre-algebra for seventh, eighth, and ninth. I've got it all covered. I'm ministering to my Samaria. Where's your Samaria? The Holy Ghost has empowered you to go to your Samaria. Stop being afraid of your Samaria. 
Go to those places that you may not feel like you want to go for whatever thousand excuses you have. Push aside the excuse and say, I will, because he has empowered me to go to my Samaria. Look at your neighbor and say, your Samaria is waiting for you. And then it says, on all the ends of the earth, everyone say the ends of the earth. Maybe he's called you to go to those people who are the farthest away from God. They're on the corner of the earth. They can't get any further away than they are. And God might be very well calling you to go to those ends of the earth. And minister. Oh, I can't do that. I wouldn't know what to say. The Holy Ghost has empowered you. Ha! Look at your neighbor and say, this is good stuff. Years ago, Pastor Dan did a thing that absolutely revolutionized everything about my life. He invited me to go on a, 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 a missions trip okay, out of the country. And at the time, I was like, well, okay, I guess that would be okay. And I thought going to Scotland in 98, 99, that was my mission trip for my life. You know, and that's all I needed to worry about. And then he said, no, to Mexico. You don't let, know, ladies and gentlemen, the uh, fight on the inside I had regarding that. Because I had racial prejudice toward the, the Mexican people. Okay? I had been raised thinking that Mexicans, if we crossed the border or got near Mexicans, I was, I, not that my mom and dad made me think that way, it's just the way I took it. And they, the way I took it was, every Mexican is going to grab hold of you and take you away from your family and you will uh, be kidnapped. That was what my grandma and grandpa told me when we went to Tijuana. Okay, Watch out. Okay, You'll have one of them come and get you and, and pull you away and you'll be kidnapped. And I was just horrified. Okay, and then Pastor Dan, years and years later, I, I, you know, yielded to the Lord and, and have been cleansed and, and of all that, you know, and then Pastor Dan kind of brings it back up to my attention. Hey, let's go there. And, and I said, yes, and I have never regretted it at all. And in that, we were in a, state, uh, in a soccer field, and it was a tent that was made, and we were ministering each night. It was my night to minister. Young man, we don't know where he came from, came from somewhere, speaks perfect English, okay, and uh, knows Spanish very, very well. He says, I'd like to translate for you. Is that the right word, translate? And uh, I said, well, I, you have to go to, you know... Um, the, the host pastor for that. So he did, and, and he said it was okay. So he's, this young man, who I didn't know, starts uh, uh, translating for me. And I'm preaching the Word of God like I'm preaching right now, and I'm getting a little heated, you know, and I start saying things that are in the Word, and that young man, he stops uh, translating right in the middle of my message, and I turn and look at him, and I'm saying, and I, blah, 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 and he's not saying anything. He says, did Jesus really say that? And then he's, he's like, like, I did not know these things. And I'm thinking, okay, we have a problem, okay? And, and so the host pastor shifted okay, places, and the young man began to feast under the, the Word of God. And, and I, under the unction of the Holy Ghost, okay, called for a, a, uh, some people to come forward if they needed prayer. And he would, got back in line. He wanted prayer. And I, the Holy Ghost told me through words of wisdom and knowledge about his life. 
and what he was dealing with. And he said, how did you know that? I said, I didn't. Holy Ghost did. And it's your night to receive Jesus. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? My Samaria, the place I didn't want to go. And yet God empowered me by his Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. To accomplish what I cannot do by myself. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit empowers us in prayer as well. Did you hear what I said? Some of you have a lackluster, okay, undesirable prayer life because maybe you have not introduced the Holy Ghost into your prayer life. Hallelujah. When you introduce the Holy Ghost into your prayer life, it completely changes it all around. You will not ever be the same. Look at your neighbor and say, never the same. Romans 8, 26, in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. Hallelujah. I'll never forget, we had moved away uh, from Arizona, moved into Kansas, and I remember uh, praying one day uh, just for normal stuff. And all of a sudden, I get this unction and this groaning, and I'd never experienced it before, and uh, sent for my best friend who had lived in Arizona, Mark Harris. And, and I just, I thought, something is going on. Holy Spirit, I don't know what it is. You're unctioning me. I begin to groan. I begin to weep. I begin to cry. I didn't even have words because I didn't know anything. This is way before cell phones. Okay, way before any of that, the only way you could do it was old-fashioned snail mail, okay? And after several weeks, okay, uh, I had prayed and, and released it to the Lord, and uh, I got a piece of mail from a family member, and they said, how did you know that, that Mark was having a, a, a challenging time, okay? He and his girlfriend were setting up for Sunday school, in a building next to the church, and he turned on the natural gas, and the whole thing exploded. And the whole church, the building was pulled off of its foundation. They were both put in the hospital, okay? But because of you and all of the prayers of other people around the world that heard the same thing by the Spirit of God, raised him up out of that sick bed within just a few days after it happened. The Holy Spirit empowers you, hallelujah, in your prayer time. Can I get an amen? amen? The Holy Spirit empowers you to do the will of the Father. Everyone say the will of the Father. I don't know how many times I've been unctioned to go to a certain place or go a certain direction. And then I am blessed because of that. Uh, one specific uh, scripture that I pulled out was Acts 8.39. And in Acts 8.39, it is Philip, okay? And, and he's on the road and the Holy Spirit unctions him. Everyone say unctions. The Holy Spirit told Philip, go to that chariot and stay near it. That is a specific example of God saying, okay, go and do, okay? And the Holy Spirit empowers us to do the will of the Father. Hallelujah. We need to be in a position where we yield to the Holy Spirit when he tells us to do something that may not be quite down your alley or quite what you think should be done. Yield to that moment, and it might be amazing to see what God does in that moment. Can I get an amen out of that? 
Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit empowers us to be more like Jesus. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, do you want to be more like Jesus? Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18 shares the following. And it says, And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. The Spirit of God, hallelujah, we go from glory to glory as the Holy Spirit begins to bring us to the place where we become more and more like Jesus. Hallelujah. He is a faithful God. His Spirit woos us and draws us. And as we yield to Him, we become more and more like Jesus. He empowers us to walk this way. Isn't that an amazing thing about the Holy Spirit? He empowers us to live a life that is set apart. Everyone say set apart. Hallelujah. Sanctified unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Where it says in 1 Corinthians 6.11, it says, and that is what some of you were. He's talking, Paul, you know, he's talking about the life as it used to be. Hallelujah. And that is what some of you were. Everyone say were. But you were washed. Everyone say washed. You were sanctified, sanctified, sanctified. Hallelujah. Set apart. Not just set apart from, but set apart to. Hallelujah. Justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. It is the Spirit of God that brings sanctification, that is a part of justification, that is a part of the cleansing work of God. It is the power of the Holy Ghost that does this. Uh, can I get an amen out of this? Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit empowers us with God's love. Romans 5, 5. Hallelujah. I was devastated by this because I did not know that the Holy Spirit had anything to do with giving us love. I just thought he was all about causing us to pray in the Holy Ghost and, and uh, give us Holy Ghost bumps, okay, and cause us to run around the church and, and uh, do different things like that. I had no clue that he was all about love, okay? And so look at Romans 5, 5, and hope does not put us to shame. Because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So God's love is poured out into our lives. And who does it? The Holy Ghost. Holy Spirit, pour your love on us. Just take a moment right now and just lift your hands. Hallelujah. And just say, Holy Ghost, pour out your love. I need your love. Hallelujah. He just continues to do this. Hallelujah. He's a God who doesn't stop. He's a God who continues to do the mighty work. Hallelujah. Of our God. Holy Spirit empowers us to be taught of him and to receive insight from above. John 14, 26 says the following, but the advocate, everyone say the advocate, 
the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name, he will send. He won't possibly send. He won't possibly can or should or might. He will send. I want to say that over and over again in this message today. The Holy Ghost is not a maybe. The Holy Ghost is not a might. The Holy Ghost is not a could be. The Holy Ghost is a will, shall. It's a sure thing. Look at your neighbor and say, he's a sure thing. That he will teach you all things. How many things will he teach you? How many is all? Every bit. Hallelujah. And will remind you. Everyone say remind you. How many of you need reminders? Yep. How he will remind you of everything that I have said to you. Everything that God has ever said to you. Holy Spirit will be there to remind you. All you have to do is access him. All you have to do is cooperate with him. Cooperate, okay? Operate together with. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, cooperate. You know, Jesus' entire earthly ministry was empowered by the Holy Spirit, okay? Starting with his miracle birth. Let's go to Luke 135. What does it say in Luke 135? Hallelujah. It says, the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Is the Holy Ghost involved in that? I said, is the Holy Ghost involved in that? Hallelujah. At his baptism, the Holy Spirit came upon him and led him into the wilderness to defeat the temptation of Satan. And after which he was led back by the Holy Spirit into Galilee. Look at Luke chapter 4, verse number 1. There it is. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit. Everyone say full. Left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. You know, Holy Ghost can lead you into the wilderness sometimes. Just a thought, okay? Uh, verse 14 goes and tells us what happens after he comes back out of the wilderness. Jesus returned to Galilee in the what? The power of the Spirit. And news about him spread throughout the whole countryside. So he was led in and he was led out by the Holy Ghost. He was empowered, hallelujah, in this whole venture. Hallelujah. Let's look at this. Then Jesus went to a synagogue in Nazareth where he read from Isaiah chapter 61 verses 1 and 2. Shall we go there? Isaiah chapter 61 verses 1 and 2. This, the Lord opened the, the scriptures were there when he went into the synagogue. And it was they asked him to read. And it just so happened to be on this scripture. And it says, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me. Who's on him? The Holy Spirit is upon him because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, release from the darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor, the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn. And it goes on from there. The part uh, from Isaiah 61 that's also located in the book of Luke does not include the part that says in the day of the vengeance of our God. That's just an interesting thing. Thing for you to note, okay? The other parts are there. Hallelujah. But I wanted to make you aware of that. The day, hallelujah, of the year of the Lord's favor. Hallelujah. The Lord's favor. God's word says that he was anointed by the Holy Spirit to proclaim the good news, to drive out demons and heal the sick. 
Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 12, verse number 28. What does it say there? But if it is by the Spirit of God that I drive out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. The Spirit of God upon him, driving out the devils. Hallelujah. Maybe the reason why we don't have too many devils going out is because we're not accessing the Holy Spirit as we could. Just a thought. Hallelujah. I'm afraid of devils. Well, there you go right there. Acts chapter 10, verse number 38. Hallelujah. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. And he went around doing good, healing all who were under the power of the devil. Because what? God was with him. Hallelujah. Shall I go further? Throughout his earthly ministry, even his death and in his resurrection, Jesus was empowered by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Can I get an amen out of this? The well from which we get the power to live life for God will never run dry. No matter how many times we draw from it, the powerful presence of God in our lives is not a one-time thing. It is an eternal thing that is accessible at any time for all of his children. Look at your neighbor and say, there's access. It's available. The spirit-filled and spirit-empowered life is not a pie. Get a slice now or it'll run out. No, that is not the Spirit of God at work. He is not a pie, okay? He's a river that comes from the throne of God. It's an effervescent well that is ever tapped into a never-ending source. This Holy Spirit empowerment is always and ever available. There's no conjuring up. There's no trying to get his attention. He's here and he's ready right now. Hallelujah. God has put in us a well of living water. Look at your neighbor and say, it's in you. But it is our choice whether or not we're going to drink from it or not. Hallelujah. Christ in me, the what? Hope of glory. He's in you. It's a river. Jesus said it in the word. He says, but from within you. Hallelujah. From within your, the King James says, from your belly shall flow what? Rivers. Everyone say rivers. Not trickles, rivers of living water. Hallelujah. Can I get an amen out of that? Let's drink again and again and again from this spirit of God within. Now, God's word says in Ephesians chapter 5 verse 18. It says, do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Everyone say, be filled with the Spirit. Hallelujah. When you look at the Greek understanding of be filled, it's more than just a one-time thing. Hallelujah. The Scripture actually says, if you understand it, keep on being filled with. Or continue to be being filled with the Spirit. It is not a one-time deal. It's not a been there, done that Nike advertisement. Okay? It's not do the do and then you're done. It is an absolute, everlasting, continuous flow that is available to the children of God. Hallelujah. Someone needs to stand and shout amen about now. Hallelujah. 
Acts 13.52 actually um, confirms this. It says, and the disciples. Everyone say disciples. Are you a disciple? I said, are you a disciple? Look at your neighbor and say, are you a disciple? Well, answer him. Yes, hallelujah. And the disciples were, listen to this, continually, continually filled with joy and with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Some of the fruit or the character qualities of the Spirit of God living within the believer include from Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. We know this very well. Uh, let's read it together because I love people to be in participation with me when I'm ministering. Hallelujah. So read with me what it says. Do you have Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23? I think I put it up there. It's not? Okay. Well, I'll just do it, and then you can just say, yes, amen, hallelujah, so be it. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Hallelujah. If you see those things happening in your life, you can thank the Holy Ghost. And you can, and that you're cooperating with him. Hallelujah. But you know, there are some other things that are taking place and that is also considered fruit. Hallelujah of the Holy Spirit. Again, we look at the book of Acts chapter 2. We see the fruit. The, wherever the Holy Spirit was there, all these things were taking place. We've gone through it. There were fresh waves of the Spirit of God in Acts chapter 2. It just kept happening. Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 6. Acts, it just kept on going. Throughout the book of Acts, waves of the Holy Spirit would come upon the believers. And it says here, these uh, uh, fruit included bold preaching. Everyone say bold preaching. Hallelujah. It wasn't about psychoanalysis either. It was about the word of God and the power of God to save and to set free and deliver. Hallelujah. How many of you would like to see that happening more and more? Hallelujah. It included healings. Hallelujah. People got healed. Actually got healed. Hallelujah. God touched them. The Holy Spirit got a hold of them. And their bodies, hallelujah, were changed in Jesus' name. Instantly a lot of them. Hallelujah. There were miraculous signs and wonders. There, and all of them done in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Get a picture of the body of Christ walking in an empowered life of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. I wanted to uh, say too that the Holy Spirit, in he uh, empowers us, hallelujah, and regenerates us. I was prompted to talk on rege regeneration, hallelujah. In Titus chapter 3, verse number 5, it says, He saved us, not on the basis of deeds, which we have done in righteousness, but according to His mercy, by the washing of regeneration, and renewing by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Regeneration. Hallelujah. And renewing means to create again. Hallelujah. To regain what was lost. Hallelujah. Regenerate. To bring back that which was taken and put it back into place. And may I add, if it's the Holy Ghost that does it, he does it better than it was before. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, he regenerates. 
He also empowers us to understand who we are. I guarantee you go before the Holy Ghost, he'll empower you to find out who you really are. You think you know who you are, but then he says, no, this is who you are. Hallelujah. This is who you thought you were. Hallelujah. I've come to bring a little change. And so then he helps bring that transformation. Hallelujah. Sometimes we don't like that transforming power because we like it the old way. We like it. We've almost become, you know, love. We love our things that we used to do. Okay. And we want to hold on to it. We don't want to give it up. God is saying, now's your time. Hallelujah. To be empowered by my spirit and get free from those old ways and the those old loves that are in your life. Uh, hallelujah. I am to be the uncompromised love of your life. Uh, so receive my Holy Spirit and walk in the fullness of what I have for you, says the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He empowers us to minister to others. Can I get an amen? Hallelujah. So we are to stay continuously filled with the Holy Spirit. Continuously. Look at your neighbor and say, continuously filled. Hallelujah. We are to be continuously filled with the Holy Spirit. How can we do that? Go back to love. Go back to love. The foundation needs to be what? Love. Find out what love is. I did a, ser uh, a sermon uh, several months ago on what's love got to do with it to help you to understand the love of God in all of its purest form. Hallelujah. Get back to love. Hallelujah. Stop doing the Holy Ghost thing because you have to do it and you've got to do this and you've got to do that. The Holy Ghost experience is based on a relationship that you have with the ever-loving God. Hallelujah. And with that love is going to come a way that you'll say, I want to do this. I yield to this because I love him so much. I desire to do the things that is on his heart. I'm not going to push against the goads. I am going to go with you, follow you. Just like when a man and a woman would begin, when they begin to fall in love, what happens? They begin to want to be together more and more. They call one another. They talk to one another. They can't seem to stay apart from one another because they want to know more and they yield to the other one. That is the love relationship in God's heart. Is that for you? Hallelujah with him. And his Holy Spirit, hallelujah, is the main agent for all of that to take place. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Look at your neighbor and say, man, he's preaching good. Hallelujah. Psalm 42 verses 1 and 2. They declare, as the deer longs for streams of water, so my soul longs for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. And when can I go and meet with God? That, my friends, is a picture of a love relationship. He just got out of the presence of God. He's saying, when can I get back? The wonderful thing in the New Testament is you don't have to go far because he lives and dwells on the inside of you and you can access him at any time. The Holy Ghost is available. His power will empower you to do and accomplish what needs to be done each and every day. Hallelujah. Someone needs to stand and give him praise and glory in the house today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. John chapter 7 verses 37 through 39 says on the last and greatest day of the feast Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, if anybody is thirsty, 
If anybody is thirsty, let him come to me. I said, let. I said, let. It's not a have to. It's a let. Everyone say, let. Let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has says, streams of living water, bow, torrents of living water will flow from within him. By this he meant the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. I sense the Holy Ghost stirring in some people here today. The power of God is here at this moment to set some people free, to deliver some people, to bring salvation to people, to fill some people with the Holy Ghost and fire. Some people need the fire of God, hallelujah, by which to cleanse and purify and sanctify their life. He is here at this moment to do that very thing. Can I get an amen? Hallelujah. In that scripture in John, I believe Jesus may have said, I know the Holy Spirit. I know him and he's good for you. And these are the things that are going to happen. Hallelujah. He is all that the Father says he is. He is all love and he knows you. He is all holy. He is a holy God. He is a loving God and he is here for you. Hallelujah. To embrace you and to show you who you really are. And then to change you and to transform you as you have never been before. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He is here to empower his people. This love and holiness stirs us to thirst for living water. Are you thirsty for some living water? For a flowing river, not just a glass full. For Holy Ghost fire, not just a flickering little candle. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Well, aren't that nice? Ha! Holy Ghost fire, roar! Hallelujah. We come to him. He's the baptizer with the Holy Ghost. Mark chapter 1 verse 8. His blessed gift to you of speaking in tongues. Praying in the Spirit. Hallelujah. How many of you know how to pray in the Holy Ghost? Hallelujah. If you don't, he's available here today to loose that tongue. Loose that inside. Loose that core of you. To release a language that is from on high. Hallelujah. And it is a loving language that will cause you to be more in connection with your God than ever before. Those who have prayed in the Holy Ghost, you know what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. We drink deeply. Everyone say deeply. Don't just sip. Drink. Hallelujah. Not just a little dabble, do you? Remember Brill Cream on the hair, on, you know, the hair commercials from years and years and years gone by. Okay. It's not just a little dabble, do you? Hallelujah. It is a deep draughts of God kind of thing. Hallelujah. We live in a society. We don't want to get too deep on anything. We want to know about everything, but we won't want to go into deepness on anything. God is here to say, stop with the way that the world does it. You're not supposed to act like the world. You're not supposed to be like the world. You're supposed to be separate from the world. Hallelujah. And with it, he has given you the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. By which to live that kind of life. Can I get an amen? 
Hallelujah. So don't just take a sip, my dear. Hallelujah. It's time to take deep draughts of God, of the Holy Ghost. Just like Laura right there is taking some drink of that water. And she didn't take just a little sip. She just kept on chug-a-lugging. Hallelujah. Now let's do that in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. He's not a distant God. Can I get an amen? He's caring and he knows you well and he's not aloof and far off. He's very close and very precious. His spirit desires you to call out to him right now and ask of him. Ask and you will receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened unto you. The Holy Ghost is here and he's ready. Hallelujah for you. Hallelujah. God's word says that his spirit desires to call out to him and ask of him. His spirit is alive and is the paraclete. Have you ever heard that word, the paraclete? Greek word paraclete means the one who comes alongside to help, to direct, to remind, to empower. Hallelujah. It's the paraclete. He comes alongside. He doesn't just kind of tip, come in and take a look and a peek and say, oh, you're there, and then go off and do his thing. No, he is here forever with you while you're on this earth. He's by your side. He will speak to you. He will call out to you. He will love on you. He will do all that is right. Hallelujah. All that God is wanting to do. And he's right there and he never leaves your side. Hallelujah. We're coming into a season, I believe, on this earth where there could be some bumpy roads ahead. You need the power of the Holy Spirit to lead you and guide you and direct you and give you unction as to what to do in the times that are ahead. Hallelujah. And so I want us to remember, we need to cooperate with the Spirit of God. I want everyone to stand this morning. Hallelujah. I don't know what's going on in your life. You might be stuck between Acts chapter 2 and Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 2, there was a powerful move of the Holy Ghost and everyone got filled and spoke in tongues, miracle signs and wonders. Acts chapter 4, another similar incident took place. The power of God was present. And then there were those in-between times. And maybe you're in an in-between time. Things maybe been a little, you know, blasé or kind of like kind of, in between. Hallelujah. God is saying now's the time to enter into the Acts 4. Now's the time to enter into the next wave. Now's the time hallelujah to take and take a dip into the sea of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. The river of the living water that comes from the throne of God. He is available right here right now. Hallelujah. I'm not telling you to come up to the front but what I am saying is if you felt stirred in your heart and moved in your heart. Hallelujah. And you want to respond to this message. You get up here to the front or you take a step and do something that you know is going to be a response to what God is trying to tell you today regarding the Holy Ghost. Can we have some quiet music just for a few moments, please? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And those who are not responding in that kind of way to the front, don't look at others and go, well, you know, that's nice and wonderful. No, actively engage yourself, hallelujah, in what God is doing. Don't just be a spectator. Participate in the kingdom of God at the moment. For he is here, hallelujah, to accomplish and do what we cannot do by ourselves. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, Father, I thank you, hallelujah, for those who are in their seats. 
because I know that they are responding the way that you have called them to respond. Those who are at the front, Lord, you've stirred them, Father God, to respond in the way that that, uh, you've shown them to do. And I just thank you and praise you that you're on the move right now. Father, you're filling again those who need a filling. Hallelujah. You are refilling, hallelujah, those who need to be refilled. Father God, you are at, uh, hallelujah, you are at the brink, Father, hallelujah, of bringing deliverance to a few people, hallelujah. You are causing right now things that have been on, chains that have been around some people. As they engage you, Holy Spirit, those chains are getting ready to be removed in Jesus' name. So we thank you and praise you, Father, for the results of it. I'm going to pray for those uh, and just lay hands carefully upon those who are up at the front. If you would choose not, just let me know and I'll just pray and just move on. Hallelujah. But for those of you who are in the seats, hallelujah, engage the Lord for a few minutes. Engage the Holy Spirit. Call upon Him. Hallelujah. Release your faith. Hallelujah. Stand in that place knowing He's the paraclete and He is in your midst to do a work and to stir you and to activate you yet again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, that you may be all that he's called you to be in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Father, I just thank you and praise you, Father. I put my agreement, Father, with what's going on in her life in the mighty name of Jesus. I just thank you, Father God. Holy Spirit, do your work. Do your work, Father God, in her, Father. May her hands, may her hands be, hallelujah, all that you've called them to be. To touch lives, Father. Hallelujah. Empowered by your spirit in Jesus' holy name. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit moving and flowing right now as we speak in Jesus' mighty name. You are at work, Father, doing something, doing things, Lord, that we cannot possibly do on our own. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit is so strong. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Hallelujah. Put my faith together with her regarding what you want to accomplish in Jesus' name. You will do this work, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. I thank you for the results right now in Jesus' holy name. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for the power of the Holy Spirit at work, empowering her, Father. Hallelujah. To do and to be. Hallelujah. In this season and beyond, I thank you and praise you, Lord, for it. Hallelujah. You are actively involved. Actively involved. Actively involved. Hallelujah. There it is. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Mm. Thank you for it, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. How, Father, I just thank you for what you're doing in amongst the congregation today. I thank you, Father, that you are at work. You're starting something, starting hallelujah, fresh and new in Jesus' name. It's stirred. It's activated. The people have heard the word, and I thank you for the results of it in the mighty name of Jesus. And if you're in agreement with it, just lift up your hands and just say amen. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. Let's give him glory. Hallelujah. 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 Well, come on. Let's give the Lord a hand clap. Praise God. 
Please be seated. I wanted to make sure that uh, you realize we're still working with Pastor Kelly to try to get some enthusiasm out of him. So, uh, yeah, we're still working on him, so. Praise God. Uh, have have a few announcements this morning, and I'd like to ask you to pay attention to him because I'm going to go through him pretty fast, okay? If you are a lady, then don't leave here without one of these little cards, okay? We don't have any gender dysphoria in here, so it's, you know who's who, okay? Um, be sure, this is a ladies' meeting coming up. It's going to be great, fantastic. Brother Chris goes, well, what about the guys? I said, just you wait. Praise God. We're going to have a deal too. Hallelujah. Amen. I uh, want to bring your attention to on the board. It tells you how you can give here. I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for obeying the word of God and for being generous out of your heart. God loves a cheerful giver. That's when it goes like this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. We praise God for you for that. Hallelujah. Um, this Wednesday, we'll be continuing, of course, our 10 weeks on the life and the spirits, 645 for snacks, 7 o'clock for the meeting. And it will be really, really, did I say really yet? Really good. And we're going to miss the one the next week because next week is Thanksgiving week and we're going to shut down uh, for that one week on Wednesday only. So uh, you need to come out this Wednesday. It was really good. A lot of, a lot of people were... Uh, added to, and Brad and Kelly have been doing some work on that, and I've been trying to do an insertion, so I, that'll be my week this week, praise God. Uh, f- concerning Thanksgiving, how many of you know Thanksgiving's coming pretty soon? Okay, how many of you believe for a white Thanksgiving? Put your hand down. <laughs> this Thanksgiving, uh, we want to make sure everyone in our, in our reach can celebrate with the meal and their family. If you or someone you know uh, needs a little help on that, if you would, please fill out a Connect card with the information needed. Give us as much information you can about who that is, you know, like how many people. It's going to make a little difference if we're serving a meal for two people versus 20. So uh, let's make sure that we take give, every, give the information everything you can. If, if you're um, uh, actually suggesting someone else that's outside the church, Please put your name on there for contact information, okay? So we need to do that. Um, everybody with me on that? Okay, we want to make sure that everybody has a Thanksgiving meal, okay? That's within our ability. Because we have the Holy Ghost, hallelujah. Again, no uh, Wednesday night service on November the 23rd. Sunday, December 23rd. Now, December is the month that comes after November, okay? We will not have a Sunday service on the 25th, which is Sunday, which is... Oh, thank you. I mean... Christmas, okay? We, that's when we celebrate Jesus' birthday. Don't, uh, if you want to know when Jesus' birthday really was, be sure to see Byron after church. But we're going to be doing on Friday night, the 23rd, we're going to be doing a candlelight service. It'll be something very special, and I will announce the time on that later on, but we want to make sure that everybody's aware of that. It's a great time to bring somebody with you. 
that hasn't maybe been here before, or maybe their home church is doing something else differently, and they'd like to see something extra special, the Holy Ghost will be here. Amen. Praise God. Okay, we want to say a few things about, oh, i got one more thing to share, don't I? Okay, point being, we printed up some really nice new cards several weeks ago, and I think one of them's been picked up. Think 200, okay? Take some of those cards with you. They're back here on the, on the bar. They're outside on the bar. So uh, I even put one of them hanging off the welcome sign out front. They're there for you to actually use to invite someone to church. What did Pastor Kelly say the most important thing of the Holy Spirit is? Okay. We're just trying to make it easier for you. Amen? Okay. Praise God. We want to do a little something for the veterans here in our church uh, Veterans Day was uh, Friday, so we're doing it this Sunday, so they get an extra charge for it this year. Uh, that's a charge in the spirit, not a charge out of your pocket. Okay, <laughs> got to watch that. We're gonna do. Uh, we're actually gonna sing the Star Spangled Banner here in just a few minutes. First of all, I'd like to recognize those of you that are veterans in any of our armed forces. So, uh, would you please stand up at this time? Stands up. There's the Air Force and the Air Force and the Navy and Air. He's the one. We knew there was another Air Force person, and of all people, and of course the USMC. With yours true. Stay standing, please, if you would. Uh, if you would stand up. Give them a big hand clap. Thank you for your service. Praise God. Sergeant here today, so I can't pick on the Army. I was thinking about the Navy because we have too many Air Force people here. So uh, I can't even see. There he is. Josh is hiding Terry. So <laughs> he hides everything behind him as a matter of fact. Oh, uh, but anyway, I uh, want to give you a little bit of a, uh, information, if you would. When the uh, flag of the United States and the Star Spangled Banner come up, it's an opportunity, of course, to pay respect to the country and, and to uh, praise God that we do live in a free country. Uh, if you're uh, a normal secular person, that's being secular meaning non-military, it's proper to put your hand over your heart. If you're a veteran and you're not in uniform, it's proper to either salute or not salute, put your hand over your heart, okay? They've changed a few of these rules the last few years. Being in the Marine Corps, I will not salute without a cover. So uh, that's my uh, help with the Marine Corps because we don't do like the Navy and all those other guys. They just walk around inside buildings saluting and stuff, you know, so... Um, Anyway, we, we try to help with that. I, I understand the Marines have a higher standard. You can tell by those who have died everybody. <laughs> Praise God. Let's roll it.
Stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight, or the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming, and the rockets' red glare, the bombs bursting in air. Gave proof through the night that our flag was still there. Oh, say, does that star spangled banner yet wave? Or the God. Praise God. Praise God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for our veterans that are here today as representatives of their area of service. We thank you, Father, that the armed forces of the United States, so many of them have given their own blood. And we thank you, Lord God, that we are in a free country because of the things that they've helped bring about. We ask you to bless them, strengthen them, Give them a, a confidence of knowing that you're there with them to support them and that they are appreciated. And we thank you, Father, for those that stand together with you, with our armed forces, and with the people that have helped keep this country free. We thank you that this United States of America shall stand one nation under God, indivisible, freedom and justice forever. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. Praise God. See you Wednesday night or next Sunday. Praise God. Have a great week. You're blessed.